Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Britt. So I'm very excited today. We have someone I used to work with, Dan Sanchez, who is the Director of Content at the Foundation of Economic Education. And he's going to talk to us about superheroes and why superheroes are so important to kids, which is a subject that is very close to his heart because he has a kid who is awesome. I've met her. So Dan, welcome to the show. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Connor. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Of course. Yeah. So start off a little bit. So one of my favorite articles you ever wrote was about He-Man and that's kind of an older cartoon. I know for the parents out there listening, they might remember that, but I really liked it because you talked about how He-Man helped you kind of grow into your own hero's journey to kind of find yourself and become a a man, so to speak. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that and why superheroes are so important to you. Well, and for kids reference, uh, there is a um, She-Ra show on Netflix now um, that is um, based on, uh, there There was a She-Ra cartoon um, way back in the 80s that was, uh, She-Ra was the sister of, of He-Man. And, um, and so a lot of the, the same themes are, are in that, that are in the show that originally was so um, powerful to me. Um, I, I just remember when I was five years old and I was watching, you know, after school c- cartoons and this new show came on and um, it was He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. And I was like, wow, that's pretty, that's a pretty strong title to be a master of the universe. And, you know, that that kind of thing can um, can can be really powerful for our kids because kids can feel, you know, pretty weak that we're, we're not the masters of anything. Uh, that you know, adults call all, all the shots, and 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 so so to ha- to have a, a a show that was called that just that right right away was like fascinating to me. Um, but then all of a sudden, there's this wimp character, this this uh, Prince Adam, who had this really high voice, and he didn't look very tough. And I was like, what? this is the hero of the show, <laughs> but. But then he tells me that um, that he was introduced to the secrets of Castle Grayskull, um, and uh, he held up his magic sword, and in a burst of lightning, he was transformed into He-Man, who was this barbarian warrior, and that was really powerful to me, and I didn't really understand why until later. And and it was it was as an adult when I started re- reading more about uh, hero stories in general and what they're what what they do for uh, people in general and, and especially for kids, then I realized that it it was sort that transformation was a metaphor for um, the, a transformation that I wanted to undergo that I wanted to transform from someone who was weak and ineffectual who that um, ineffective who wasn't good at at doing things that that people didn't take seriously like prince adam into um, someone who was really confident someone who was really capable strong brave um, I, I wanted to grow up basically and um, and that was like a metaphor for that yeah let me jump in there on that we've talked in a past episode about uh, kind of the hero's journey and how there's a lot of these stories 
Uh, in fact, I poked fun at Brittany because she's never seen Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> here I am talking about Frodo and, you know, Gandalf. And she's like, like what who? are you about? <laughs> and, and, but there's all these movies that we, we talked about in a past episode about the hero's journey. And in my mind, and tell me your thoughts here, cartoons offer kids kind of a mini version of that, that they see uh, in a lot. And, you know, not all cartoons are equal, right? Like there's a lot of bad, uh, boring uh, you know, uh, ineffective uh, cartoons out there. But the ones that do it right seem to have that aspirational uh, hero that you're talking about, someone that we can aspire to be like and model our lives after. It sounds like it was that way for you, that you could kind of see yourself in the story or that it it was kind of inspiring to you to to kind of be like that. Is that what you're getting at? Exactly. I, I really think that um, cartoons are often little mini heroes journeys um, and and the, the hero's journey of, of long stories like uh, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings uh, what you have is like like the Hobbit um, sets off away from home for the first time like like in the Shire uh, everything is familiar you know all, all of your family's there all, all of your friends are there it's it's just the world that you're used to. Um, but then you leave that, and 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 that is the first stage of the hero's journey called separation, um, and and then um, you uh, head down into a dark cave, uh, like like Bilbo the Hobbit heads down into the cave of Smaug the dragon, and you face monsters, um, and it's really scary and um, and dangerous. But then um, you persevere, you, uh, you win, you survive, even though it was hard and painful, uh, you, um, you overcome the monster. And uh, that is called initiation. Um, and, and by overcoming the monster, you get a treasure of some kind. And so, so Billboard got, I think it was called the Arkenstone. Uh, and, and, then, um, and then eventually you come home with your treasure and that's called the return so so there's the three stages the separation initiation and return and that is very similar to what we have to go through whenever we learn something new as we're growing up that we have to separate for uh in in to some degree that you know it might be something that our parents used to do for us and that that we're used to them doing for us but 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 then there's something within you that wants to be independent so even even like really little kids like toddlers they have this um impulse to say no i want to do it i want to do it by myself don't do it for me that's the separation um and then it's not always easy because it's new you're you're trying something new for the first time, like walking, even like when you're really little. So, um, so Dan, I'm I'm curious, just to stop you real quick. Have you been able to kind of in uh, you know input this in your own daughter's life? Like, do you guys sit down and watch you know, these superhero stories together and kind of talk about this? Has she picked up on it? Um, we don't really talk about it. Um, it, it. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about these stories is that you don't really need to talk about it. It it mm. it, it kind of like affects them in a, a subconscious way so that they 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 understand it as um as as a metaphor uh and and as something that just you know 
they see happen without really being able to say what is happening. And um, yeah, and so that's kind of what I'm, I'm, you know, ho- hoping that will will that she'll absorb. Dan, let me ask you a question on that. I remember when I was younger, we're talking about He-Man, which is an older cartoon. I remember one of the cartoons I would watch when I was young was uh, Captain Planet. (laughs) And, you know, talk about like parents not talking to their kids about the ideas and just the kids absorbing it on their own. I think you would agree that, you know, there, the, there's a potential danger because whoever is kind of maybe producing the cartoon, you can have the aspirational hero story, but maybe there's also messaging, you know, sometimes that isn't the greatest. Captain America in particular was a very kind of uh, pro-environmentalist, central planning, you know, you're, you're bad if you produce any waste uh, type of messaging that kind of big government people take that approach versus a more free market approach to the environment. Um, and, and so I didn't have that conversation with my parents and Captain Planet kind of affected my way of thinking for for a while. So how do you kind of respond to that, that the cartoons, if we're not talking to our kids about it, maybe these cartoons are delivering those different kinds of messages? Well, that that's a good point. Um, and especially nowadays, they're, they're sort of... Um, propaganda that that you you see in a lot of even kids shows and um and when when you see that i, I would definitely recommend countering th- that although to some extent i think um kids pick up on what rings true so even even if um even if it was meant to have like values that um that you know don't fit the real world um you know kids kids uh, catch on to the things that ring true based on the experiences that, that they have. And so oftentimes, even when, um, when a, a wholesome message isn't in, intended that, um, that kids can, can um, either see through the, the message that doesn't jibe with real life, um, or they can see like, like the, the hidden message within the story. Um, so, so I, I think I think it does need to be um, a, a balance, and and uh, and it definitely needs to be a conversation, but but also a, a certain degree of trust that that your your child, as long as that they have a rich enough um, array of experiences, that they'll be able to filter out the good from the bad on balance. So on that note, there was something else that I know you and I have talked a lot about is that, you know, we don't just learn from the heroes. We learn from the villains too. And we kind of learn that, that we can maybe all be villains, you know, inside. So I'm curious, how can the villains teach us something almost as meaningful as the heroes? Right. Well, you know, the, the villains have, um, you know, do things that are not wise and, and in a good story, they, suffer for it that they that they ultimately lose um and 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 you know that that goes back to like the um what connor's point about it's important to have you know storytellers with the right values because you know in in a lot of cases they you know people who do bad things in the story that they end up you know winning in the end and and you know so um but but in in the classic story, then the you know the villain loses to the hero, and that is is a lesson for for, for the child, definitely. 
Dan, I, I wonder about, well, maybe I need to pause and put in a plug here for the Tuttle Twins cartoon we're working on because, you know, recognizing exactly what you're saying, it, it's such a good way for kids to learn important values. I mean, I remember, in fact, just <laughs> just the other day, it was about two days ago, I was on YouTube and I found these old um, like Looney Tunes you know, cartoons, like the old, old no, Looney Tunes or Tiny Tunes, because this is a no, yeah, Tiny <laughs> Tunes came later then Looney Tunes. But before then, it was just all the Bugs you know, Bunny. Even called it Looney Tunes. Yeah. And I was watching these. It was so interesting because I remember during World War Two, right, they used the kind of Looney Tunes characters and, and Disney and others to produce cartoons to deliver propaganda about the war. And they would play some of these before people would watch movies and they'd have these little like advertisements uh, using cartoons. And so, you know, when we decided to work on the cartoon for Tuttle Twins, it was it was uh, because we recognize that it's a great way to teach kids, but also because there's a lot of cartoons that, you know, they're either fluff, they're not really teaching anything of value, or maybe they have some ideas that aren't as helpful. So for anyone interested in that, you go to TuttleTwinsTV.com. Dan, I wanted to ask you as we're getting uh, close to wrapping up, what is the power of 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 having a hero? I mean, you've written an article. I remember one article you wrote a while back that like we don't even need a Columbus Day; we need a a Superman Day. Uh, you know, and so Superman is this fictional uh, character. So it seems like you're you're not even so much focused on like real life heroes that have you know imperfections and and challenges like we all do that maybe as people learn about them they don't see them as a hero anymore you're kind of upholding this idea that we can we can be inspired by even just fictional heroes what is it about that that situation that they're fictional and that they're they kind of have these qualities that can inspire the kids listening to this podcast yeah so we all have real world heroes um uh, people in our lives like our, our parents or um People, uh, maybe people that we see on uh, in that who are famous, uh, great uh, business people can be uh, heroes. Steve Jobs is one of my heroes, um, but Steve Jobs could be kind of a jerk too. <laughs> and <laughs> and and so heroes have faults. And um, and the great thing about fiction is that you can you know take a certain quality from Steve Jobs. And, but you could take like the kindness of your dad and like you could merge them into one character. And when you see a story starring that character, it can feel just as real as seeing someone in real life. And then you can, you can imagine yourself doing those kinds of things and being that kind of person. And, and that can be more powerful than if you are just saying in words, like, you know, it's good to be honest and kind. And, you know, that means this and giving definitions. And that can be important, but it's not as real and as vivid and as clear as like seeing it in a story and, and seeing it acted out. And then you could imagine yourself acting it out. It's kind of like like lead by example, so to speak. Exactly. Well, Dan, this has been so much fun. I always love talking to you about fiction and the hero's journey. We used to go on tangents for hours on the in the office sometimes. So this is really fun for me. It was so good to have you on. Thank you. It was a blast. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, Connor. Well, Brittany, we've definitely talked in the past about the importance of heroes. We, uh, I think a lot of our listeners know we actually came out with 
uh, the new guide books for kind of preteens and teens. And one of the stories, or excuse me, one of the books is Stories of Courageous Heroes. And I think Dan is right, though. It's interesting that, you know, for here's this book and we're talking about these real people that did, you know, heroic, inspiring things. But there is something about that kind of fictional side where you can build up this this character that doesn't have, you know, these horrible flaws. They, they have some flaws. They got to seem real, you know, but uh, I don't know. That, that seemed like an interesting insight to me. I mean, I've always loved that. We had a whole episode on how important fiction is. I mean, even as an adult, like I look to Harry Potter sometimes for more wisdom than I do an economics textbook. Don't tell anybody I said that. But uh, so I think I think fiction is is one of the most powerful things in the world. So I think Dan was spot on on that. Well, we will link to a few of these resources on uh, today's show notes page. Dan has a couple articles that we can share. Uh, we can also link to the Tuttle Twins cartoon uh, if you want to grab that handy link from there. So head to TuttleTwins.com slash podcast. You'll be able to load up the show notes uh, uh, page for this episode and grab those handy links. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for being subscribed. And until next time, Brittany, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.